It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer. All right, folks, let's keep this line moving. You there with the tongs. Picking up one Dutch's potato at a time will not cut it at my catering table. Drop and give me 50. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Okay, this is what we call the wild mushroom and asparagus dip, dip, and press. Come on, let's get those plates above your heads. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the British Ice Hockey Podcast, available every week on Audio Boom, the iTunes Store, and from BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Hello and welcome to this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. And coming up on this week's show, well, we've got a big preview for this weekend's Challenge Cup match between the Sheffield Steelers and the Cardiff Devils. We're also going to be talking about the playoff race in the National Division of the NIHL, as we'll be joined by both head coaches from the Bratnell Bees and the Raiders. And we're also going to be celebrating league success with the Whitley Warriors. All of that and loads more on this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. So hello everybody and welcome to this week's show. Loads of interviews coming up on this week's show. Uh, Later we'll be talking about the NIHL as we'll be joined uh, by the welcome return of Whitley Warriors captain Dean Holland. Whitley Warriors this past week they won the league when it comes to North 1 and uh, we'll be talking to Dean about how the club's shaping up now heading into the playoffs. And speaking of the playoffs, we're also going to be talking about the playoff race in the National Division of the NIHL as we'll be joined by Doug Shepard, head coach of the Bratnell Bees and his counterpart at the Raiders, Sean Easton, will also be joining us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. But it is all about the Challenge Cup this weekend as well. Uh, and there's also a massive game on Friday night between the two teams as well. Sheffield Steelers taking on Cardiff, both in the league on Friday and then in the Challenge Cup final on Sunday. And we've got a bumper preview to come this week. Uh, we'll be joined by Premier Sports commentator Aaron Murphy to preview their coverage this weekend on Premier Sports on Sunday afternoon. We're also going to be joined by Aaron Fox, head coach of the Sheffield Steelers 
and Blair Riley, Cardiff Devils forward. And uh, Craig also caught up with uh, Phil Hill, a man with feet very much in both camps. Uh, so we'll be hearing from Phil later in the show as well. But before all of that, there is only one place we can start, and that is to look back at all last weekend's results in the Elite Ice Hockey League. And to do that, on Tuesday, I caught up with the one, the only, BritishIceHockey.co.uk's very own, Mr Craig Anderson. Hello Craig, how are you? Hello, I'm not bad, thank you. I'm not bad at all. Good. Uh, so we'll get to the Challenge Cup final shortly, uh, but let's talk about some of the big results from last weekend. And uh, when it comes to the league table, it's starting to bunch up a bit, to say the least. It's six points now, the gap between first and fifth. Very, very exciting. And uh, we'll get to the results in a second, but just your general thoughts, Craig, on, on this title race that's developing. I think it's starting to look a little bit more towards Cardiff now. I mean, we, we, we spoke last week about how, you know, how bunched up the top five are. You've just said it there again. I just think there's something now that's starting to lean towards Cardiff. They've still got those games in hand on everybody. They've, they've only played 45 games compared to 46, 47, 48 with, with the others. Um, but which, which on the other hand means it's going to be a busier March um, for Cardiff as we look ahead to the, the remaining games. So uh, it could still go either way, but I think Cardiff have got enough about them to be able to go and take the title. I did say Cardiff back at the start of the season. I've got, I've got to stick by that, obviously. And uh, I just think it's leaning towards them. But another great weekend. And, you know, I still think there's, there's twists and turns to come. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for, for Cardiff, um, they didn't have it all their own way. There was a great win over the Dundee Stars on Sunday by six goals to two. Uh, but a great result for Nottingham on on Saturday, Nottingham beating Cardiff by seven goals to three. Uh, Nottingham, it was a three-point weekend for them. Um, they were beaten by the Coventry Blaze on Sunday. Um, for the Coventry Blaze, they just keep doing it, don't they? They're, they're, they're ticking along nicely. A 7-3 win over the Glasgow clan on Saturday for, for the team currently sitting fifth. They're the benchmark at the moment, aren't they? They're the ones who are pushing uh, the, the top four along. And uh, at some point... Um, I'd, I'd imagine Danny Stewart will be looking at that going, when, when are we going to start to move up the table? <laughs> yeah, I know, just when you look at it right now, they're only a point behind Nottingham and Belfast. And I just want to point out, we get taken to task on the Facebook page last week for not covering Coventry enough um, on the, the, the back show? of one of the articles. Yep, we did. So let, let's just get out the road. We're talking Coventry right here, right now. They didn't obviously didn't hear Danny Stewart on the show recently as well. But no, uh, Coventry... Uh, you know they've got to start moving up the table. That run of form is absolutely magnificent right now. Um, the five things we've learned have actually highlighted the con- contribution of Yanni Lackinen, um, who's who's come away with 23 points um, in in that run of form. 11 wins in the last 15, and not you know in the four games they have lost, they've picked up a point in each of them. So that's actually 26 points out of 30, which is a terrific haul. But yeah, frustratingly they've not moved any higher than fifth place. They still look like a mid-table team. They are in the playoffs, let's get that right. They have qualified for the playoffs and done so um, a lot earlier than they have in recent years. So, you know, reasons to be cheerful at Coventry. And again, two two fantastic results at the weekend. Beating the clan, who were out of form going into that game. Uh, an impressive result, a good performance by them. And then they go and follow up with that, that shootout victory against Panthers, the game that Lackanen obviously got the, the winning penalty shot in. So it's been another great weekend for Coventry and they just keep moving along at the right time. They've got a couple of games this weekend against Manchester and Dundee, which could have a say, obviously, in the, the playoff battle down there as well. But if they win those two games, you know they, they will be in the top, uh, the top three or four um, and that will be progress for them. 
Uh, Belfast Giants are also uh, ticking along at the moment quite nicely. Friday night, they beat the Guildford Flames by seven goals to three. We've had a lot of big scores, haven't we, this past week uh, mm. in the Elite Ice Hockey League. Very, very unusual, actually. Um, uh, Belfast Giants were beaten, though, by Guildford in the return match, um, although it wasn't a return match. It was a doubleheader, wasn't it? Both in Belfast. Uh, but Guildford Flames, a better showing on the Saturday, winning after overtime. Uh, but a three-point weekend there for the Belfast Giants. So uh, they're, they're, they're keeping the nose in as well. They keep their nose in, but interestingly, I came across an article in the Belfast Telegraph, uh, which was posted yesterday uh, by uh, your journalist over there, Adam McKendry. Adam Keith is still not happy with his team. He, he, he says that you know he, still, he doesn't know how to solve the team issues, it says, um, after an infuriating doubleheader against the, the Guilford Flames, which, as you rightly said, Ben, um, they took three points out of four. And I think the fact they're still losing ground in that title race um, is what's frustrating um, Adam Keefe. He says, it's been the story of our season. If I had the answers for it, then this wouldn't happen. But I don't have the answers. I'm still trying to find them and still trying to find consistent form. And he says, the guys need to look in the mirror. So a bit of a blast from the Belfast coach. You know, three points out of four, given where they are, it's not a bad position to be in. But obviously, they, they, they want to be higher. They were the, the league champions last year, of course. Consistency has plagued them quite a lot this year. And I think come the end of the season, depending on where Belfast finish, I think it's going to be a, a long summer of refle- reflection and thinking about how they're going to fix things and get themselves back up into a challenging position next year for Adam Keefe. It's certainly been a more challenging one from this year, that's for sure. Yes, absolutely. Now, let's talk about the um, the playoff race uh, down the bottom end of the table. Oh, let's uh, do. What, what, everyone <laughs> is it's one step forward, one step back. Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Glasgow clan nil, Manchester Storm two. Cracking result that for the Storm on Friday. Then the Manchester Storm were beaten by the Dundee Stars uh, by three goals to one. At the same time, the Clam were also beaten on, on Saturday as well. Uh, but then on Sunday, Dundee get beaten uh, by, by the Cardiff Devils and the Manchester Storm are beaten by the Glasgow clan. Um, so so we're none the wiser, in all fairness. The only thing we can say is that Fife had a, a tough weekend uh, travelling to the Sheffield Steelers and they lost um, their only game that they were playing at the weekend. So um, there you go. Um, we are none the wiser, are we, really? I would just say that you know, Fife losing ground on the teams above them has maybe given them an outside chance um, more than it maybe was last week when they were only three points behind. Now the difference is five points behind. Fife have only got six games left to go. So that might be a bit of a tall order. I don't have their fixtures in front of me to see if it, you know they can possibly move themselves back up. I do know they're playing Glasgow in a couple of weeks. I know that game's coming up. Um, so again, that could be an opportunity for them. As for the other three, I mean, it's nip and tuck between the Manchester, as you said, get that great result on Friday in Glasgow. Um, and you have to say, Glasgow, I think for 45, 50 minutes were excellent. It just had one of those nights where they couldn't put the puck in the back of the net. And that, you know, that, was, refle- that was reflected when speaking with uh, Zach Fitzgerald and I've spoken to another couple of the guys since. And that's the feeling. They, they did everything bar score on, on, uh, on Friday night. The Coventry game, again, they're up against an informed Coventry team, which we've already covered, but they needed that victory in Manchester on uh, on Sunday. And a little bit of revenge, winning 2-0. The first shutout of the season for Patrick Colleen as well. So that was a timely one. Marcus Johnson getting the, the first goal and Nolan Laporte finishing it with an empty net goal at the end. So, again, frustrations, delight and, and joy and all the other mixed emotions for those three teams um, in that kind of area. And as you say, we're still none the wiser. I think this is going to go right to the right to the end. And next week, I, I'm, I've decided I'm going to do some point predictions, everyone. Yeah, that's right. So uh, stand by your beds for Ooh, that one. Anyway, yeah, Look out for that. Yeah, um, I, I could get away with it. No, no one could complain to me or anything, but uh, <laughs> check, check Facebook and 
not on Twitter. Anyway, just to, just before we get to the Challenge Cup, just to mention for the fixtures for this weekend, some some important games on Friday night. Belfast Giants hosting the Five Flyers. Uh, Cardiff taking on Sheffield. Uh, that's a league game, incidentally, on, on Friday. Uh, <laughs> wow. And then on Saturday, uh, we've got Manchester hosting Coventry, Dundee hosting the Glasgow clan, whilst on Sunday, it's Coventry hosting the Dundee Stars. Uh, but let's get to Cardiff against the Sheffield Steelers then. Um, the league match on Friday is, is the starter. Then we've got the main course, obviously, haven't we, on, on Sunday night. Uh, the the big game uh, on Sunday afternoon. Sheffield Steelers taking on the Cardiff Devils in the Challenge Cup. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on this one, Craig? I think they're going to be two fantastic games. I've been told um, by, by people in the know at those clubs that you know whoever wins on Friday won't give a psychological boost um, to the, the game on Sunday. I, I, I'm inclined to disagree on that one. I think if you know if you if you lose quite badly on Friday, it can carry over into into Sunday in this case. But that's just my opinion on it. But no, that this league game is, is going to be huge, and that's a chance for Cardiff to actually go top of the league. We've seen Sheffield there for so long, but as times went on, um, that lead has been bitten into every week as, as Steelers have dropped points here and there. They did it again on Sunday. They lost to Guildford. Um, so with Cardiff beating Dundee, that puts them a point behind the Steelers at the top. And they've still got those three games in hand, crucially. They need to win those, of course. We've we've touched upon that already. The fact that it's going to be a busy, busy um, few weeks for the Cardiff Devils. As for the final itself on Sunday, I had the pleasure of being at the Cardiff-Sheffield final. It's coming up on three years ago now. What a game that was. Um, and, you know, it's, you're talking about two teams with... Um, you know, there's a bit of a dislike there among the fan base between the, the Cardiff and the, the Sheffield fans. So it's going to be a great atmosphere on Sunday for that first silverware of the season. Cardiff on their home ice, that's, that's got to be a factor. Um, the fact that they, it's their fifth final in six years, it's a great record for the, the Cardiff Devils. You've also got the caveat the Sheffield Steelers have never won the Challenge Cup in the Elite League era since the, the Elite League started in 2003. Um, they've been like the Jimmy White of, uh, of uh, the Elite League Challenge Cup action where they reached the final but never quite win it. Um, so that could be an interesting caveat as well, especially for Aaron Fox in his first season with the club. It could go either way. I just think Cardiff, uh, with the experience they've got, I think they've got slightly better quality of players. Although I would concede that Steelers' front line is probably a little bit better than, than Cardiff's. A bit more dynamic, more goals in them. And Andrew Lorder has, has touched upon that with me um, in an interview I did with him last week. Um, so he's well aware of the threat there. I just think Cardiff might just take it on the day. I think it's going to be a one-goal game. Might even go as far as overtime. Mm. But I think the fans are in for a great treat on Sunday. And, it, and it's, the fact it's on telly makes it even better as well. It's on Premier Sports. Um, so that's definitely one to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you've got an interview, hopefully, with Aaron Murphy coming up as well. So uh, we'll, we'll plug that coverage in, in a second. But generally, if you can't get excited about this weekend, then there's something wrong. Because, you know, Friday night, no disrespect to the, other, the games I'm missing here, but Friday night, Cardiff against Sheffield in the league. Saturday, Dundee hosting Glasgow. Massive game. And then on Sunday, the Challenge Cup final. I mean, superb uh, for the Elite Ice Hockey League this weekend. Uh, but let's just, before we go, Craig, talk about the National Division of the NIHL. because the... Hold on, hold on. Oh. Sorry, I just want to jump in there. Just just yep. a little minor rant, if you don't mind. Oh, okay. The fact we've got the, we've got the Challenge Cup final on Sunday, a showpiece event, you know, the, the first trophy of the season. And I hate seeing this. And, I, and I, I said this when I worked for the league as well. I didn't like the fact there was other fixtures on the same day. Yes. If you're going to have all eyes should be on the, the Cup final and, and all that goes with that. Every other team should just have a, have a time off 
And you know that should be the main focus of the day. That's that's all I wanted to say. That was all. I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. Anyway, uh, right. Let's uh, let's talk about the elite, the national division of the NIHL. Then a uh, big weekend uh, just gone uh, for the Telford Tigers. I mean, a six-four win over Peterborough on Saturday is is a phenomenal result, and they followed that up. And we were discussing this last weekend with Tom Wentworth, the fact that you know you've got the you've got the Hollywood game on the Saturday. Can you follow it up with the, the, the tough banana skin on Sunday? And Telford did it, uh, but it was after overtime on Sunday, beating the Sheffield Steel Dogs by five goals to four. Uh, they've opened up a seven-point gap now over the Swindon Wildcats. They only had one game. That was on Saturday, and uh, Swindon were beaten by Milton Keynes Lightning uh, by five goals to four. Is that enough now, do you think, for Telford? On the face of it, I think it is, because Wildcats have got a game in hand, uh, um, now, if they're to win that, you're still talking a difference of five points. The fact that Swindon lost that game to Milton Keynes, I think, might just have, have um, given momentum back to the Telford Tigers, who, as you rightly say, they got that great win against Peterborough on Saturday, 6-4, and then they scrapping out an overtime win against the Sheffield Steel Dogs on Sunday. And the fact that you know they needed to win both those games on the back of, of Swindon losing theirs, I think that really has started to give them back momentum. We should also give a, a mention to Jason Silverthorne, 40 years old, um, but been around at the British Leagues for quite some time. Um, he gets four goals over the, the weekend, two in each game, and he gets the two game-winning goals as well in both games as well. So it just shows you um, what they say about old dogs and all that. So well done, Jason. A fantastic uh, weekend for him. You know, he's the captain as well, so very much leading by example. And that could that could just prove to be the difference when you look back on the season as a whole. And it takes him nicely into the cup final with uh, Peter Brafantum starting this week. It's Friday, in fact, the, mm. the first leg of the, the National League Cup final when they take on the Phantoms. So, but again, you know, again, that, that maybe gives Tigers a bit of a psychological boost, the fact they've beaten the Phantoms in the league on Saturday, going into that, that first game on Friday. So, plenty um, to be pleased about with Telford, and they can look at that and be, be happy with it the weekend. And uh, it's been a great weekend as well for the two teams chasing that final playoff spot. Uh, the Raiders of Romford and uh, the Bratnell Bees. Uh, the Bratnell Bees beat the Leeds Chiefs on Saturday on the road by five goals to one. And then on Sunday... A remarkable result. Bratnell B7, Peterborough Phantoms 5. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. And they needed those four points because the Raiders won their two games as well against the Hull Pirates. 6-5 on the road on Saturday and then 6-1 on Sunday. Um, those two mean business at the moment. They really do, don't they? Yeah, they certainly do. And you you, you would be, if, if you're a Bracknell fan, you'd be disappointed the fact that you've won both those games and, and brilliantly, you know, well done to them. And be disappointed by the fact that Raiders have won their both games as well. So you haven't really made any any headway in that race for the top eight. But it keeps things interesting. There's still two points between them, eight games left to go between the, the Raiders and Bracknell Bees. Um, Dominic Gabage as well for the Bracknell Bees. Again, scoring goals um, as if they're going out of fashion. That's Seth. Uh, that's a three for him over the course of the weekend. And when you look at the, the way the games are panning out, we've got a huge one coming up as Raiders take on Bracknell Bees on Saturday. Uh, and then they play each other again the following week. That adds into what is a, a, a really, really interesting race for the um, the, the, the top eight there. Um, Raiders have won their last four, so they've started to pick up a little bit of form. That's good for them. And Bracknell, as you say, getting the, the weekend victories as well. So I think all eyes on this game this weekend between the two clubs. Um, I don't think it's going to... Um, change the, the, the dynamic of the, the playoffs as we get into the final weeks. There's still another game to go, not to mention the other fixtures each team has as well. But 
it certainly, certainly um, keeps things very interesting. Yeah, and as you said, a big game on Saturday night, Bracknell taking on the Raiders. Uh, it's a ridiculous schedule, really, I think, for Telford and Peterborough. They've got the cup, they've got the first leg on, of the cup final on Friday, then they're back in league action on Saturday. Peterborough hosting the whole Pirates. And on Sunday, Peterborough will be travelling to the Raiders and how important that game is for both clubs. Whilst Telford, Telford will be hosting Sheffield on Saturday and then Telford will be travelling to Leeds on Sunday. Um, we've also got the, the, the small matter of Basingstoke taking on the Swindon Wildcats uh, on Friday night and the return game back at Swindon on Saturday. So some big games this weekend in the National Division of the NIHL. And uh, just while we're talking about the National Division, a big congratulations uh, to the Whitley Warriors, um, obviously defeated in the North Cup final, but league champions in North 1. Uh, so all things considered, it's been a good season for Whitley. Yeah, definitely has. As you say, they bounced back well from that uh, that defeat in the, the North Cup final uh, last week. They, they got the victories they needed, uh, or the victory they needed singular to, to get over the line, and they've done that. That 4-2 win against Solihull Hull Barons has, has proved to be the difference. A great, great season for them when you look at it. One defeat all season, and even then that was on a that was an overtime loss, I think it was, or on penalty shots, but you know they still picked up a point from it. You know, Solway not quite having the season they would have liked. I think there's... Um, you know, there's things to maybe fix there, things to look ahead to. But no, well done, Whitley. You know, it's good to see David Longstaff still uh, churning out the success as he has done for the last three decades as well. Um, so he's having quite a season. We'd love to get him on the show. Come on, David, come and talk to us. Absolutely. Uh, well, Craig, a big thank you for joining us. Uh, just before you go, uh, just a quick plug for BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Uh, we've obviously talked about five things we learned, but loads of interviews coming up this week as well. Yeah, keep myself busy this week. We're obviously building up to the, the Challenge Cup final. I've spoken to one man who uniquely has played for the two top teams in the Elite League and the top two teams in the NIHL National League, and that's none other than Phil Hill. You can hear that in, interview a little bit later on in this show. We'll have a written piece up for that as well. Aaron Murphy we're going to chat to about the Challenge Cup, and um, I'm working on a couple other things as well to try and build up to the big game on Sunday. Craig Anderson there from BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Now, let's talk about the Challenge Cup then. Uh, loads of interviews to come about the Challenge Cup this weekend. We're going to be joined shortly by Aaron Fox, head coach of the Sheffield Steelers. We've got Aaron Murphy coming on as well, commentator. But before that, it's to the Cardiff Devils now. And a man who's got experience of winning the Challenge Cup more than once, uh, Blair Riley. Blair Riley will be taking to the ice for the Cardiff Devils this weekend, looking to win the Challenge Cup for a third time. He's obviously won it twice with the Belfast Giants. Can he do it this weekend for the Cardiff Devils? Well, Craig Anderson caught up with Blair earlier in the week to hear his views heading into this big weekend to come for the Cardiff Devils. Blair, you're going for three in a row this weekend in the, the Challenge Cup final. Is it fair to say it's a competition you enjoy? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I think... Uh... Um, it's a little bit different, obviously, than the uh, North American style that um, I was used to before I came over here. Um, but in the time that uh, I've played in the Elite League and, you know, over the course of four years and, and obviously finding success in the tournament, uh, it's something that I've really come to enjoy. Um, you know, the aggregate score with the uh, home and away leg, uh, I found to be a really interesting way to, uh, to approach a hockey game, you know, having the... Uh, score line continue on it's almost like a 120 minute game so um, yeah it's it's obviously treated me well over the last couple seasons uh, winning back to back with Belfast and uh, you know hopefully my first year in Cardiff we can find the same success on home ice 
And of course, the fact that you lifted the trophy as captain the last two seasons, I suppose, makes it that, that little bit special, the fact that you've done it before. Yeah, um, two you know, very memorable moments in my career. Uh, two things that will definitely stand out uh, when I'm done playing and think about those moments kind of... Uh, from time to time, even uh, during the season, and, and when you kind of get into some big moments, and uh, just kind of as this week's uh, gone along, uh, there's been different things that'll pop up on social media from uh, past memories and uh, people retweeting some uh, past moments over the two trophies we won from Belfast. So it's an exciting time, and uh, you know, I'd like to you know share those experiences with with this new team here and how special would it be for you to achieve it three years in a row albeit with two different teams you know obviously the way the league's been this whole season it's uh, been super competitive and there's you know been a lot of parity throughout the te- throughout the league and uh, just to get to the final I, I felt is a, a nice accomplishment uh, we're under a lot of pressure obviously here in Cardiff it's an organization that uh, wants to win every trophy and uh, you know just kind of competing isn't isn't necessarily enough so you know I thought we took some lumps early on and grew as a team and, and we're probably better off for it and and now we've, we seem like we've been playing our best hockey of late so to win it for a third time would be really special and uh, as it's kind of a new group for me um, it's something that that I'd be very proud of. Now, I'm not sure if He's done the same thing, but Matthew Myers, I think, might be not far off in terms of winning, winning it, you know, with two different teams over a three-year spell as well. But he's won it a number of times anyway. You'll know that certainly in this competition. Um, you know, a lot of medals between you, I think, at this point. Yeah, uh, Matthew's, uh, you know, a great leader, and he's had tremendous success in in his career. Uh, this would be another feather in his cap if if we could get this one over the over the line. Um, but basically, the the core group uh, that's been here in Cardiff over the last uh, you know probably three or four years, uh, they got a lot of trophies amongst them as well. Uh, you look at you know Joey Martin, obviously current captain. Uh, Sean Benavolio has been here for uh, a number of successful campaigns, and uh, obviously Ben Bounds has been in the net for all the success. Uh, here in Cardiff as well, and Mark Richardson, you, you could go up and down the lineup, and uh, you know, hopefully that uh, is something that plays to our favor, and uh, you know, an atmosphere that's it's going to be vibrant. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fans that are, are cheering us on, and, and Sheffield will as well. So it should be a great environment to uh, to play a championship match. Now you play Sheffield twice. The, the Friday game is obviously in the league, another huge game in terms of the, the title race before you play again in the Challenge Cup final on on Sunday. How difficult an opponent are Sheffield Steelers having played against them? Uh, yeah, they've, uh, they've been at the top of the league for pretty much the whole season. Um, they play with a lot of pace. Uh, they have a lot of high-end offensive skill. That blink of an eye, it seems like they can they can hang three or four goals up on on just about anyone. So we've uh, we've seen them put up some pretty crooked score lines in the past, and and we're aware of how dangerous they are as a team. So uh, you know we we want to focus on uh, you know obviously discipline number one. Uh, they have a good power play. And number two is limiting their offensive chances and, and odd man rushes. Uh, you know, we feel if we can kind of do that and, you know, let our experience and, and kind of our uh, uh, skill and heavy grind game uh, take over, then uh, we like our chances. Um, like I said, we're probably playing our best hockey of the year now as, uh, as the title race heats up. And, uh, you know, with the pedigree of, of some of the players that have 
been here for a number of years now. They, they're very comfortable going into uh, big games like this at this point. Cardiff Devils forward Blair Riley there speaking to Craig Anderson on BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Now that's the view from the Cardiff Devils. What about the Sheffield Steelers? And on Thursday evening, just as he got down to Cardiff, we caught up with the head coach of the Sheffield Steelers. Here's Aaron Fox. Um, well, Aaron, a big thank you for joining us and, uh, well, a big weekend to come. Um, I mean, it's tempting, isn't it, for you as a coach to say one game at a time, but when, when it's these two massive games, I mean, how, how, do, you, how do you juggle this weekend? Well, I, I mean, yeah, I know it's cliche, but that's the reality of it. Um, can't look past Friday. I mean, Friday's a huge game for us if, if we really want to give ourselves an opportunity down the stretch here without, you know, needing a ton of help from Cardiff. Um, so we, we absolutely are, are coming Friday to win a hockey game. And then, you know, we got basically 48 hours to, to go through the film and, and regroup and, and put another game plan together for a huge one on Sunday that with the trophy on the line. Now, uh, how's preparations gone this week? Because, you know, you, you, you've had the weekend you've had uh, where you have a, a good result and then a defeat. But, you know, you, you put that to one side. So how do you prepare for this weekend with, with the with the? Yeah, I mean, it was boys? a normal week, normal week for us. Did some video midweek and worked hard, did some system stuff, did some stuff that we think that, you know, we'll need to do to be effective um, come tomorrow night. And guys worked hard, had a good, uh, I think we had a good feeling around the room, good vibe. And, We'll be ready to go. And uh, when it comes to um, the the travel aspects and all that, obviously you've you've gone down a, a night early, and I think that's a wise move. In all fairness, uh, what was the what's the mood like uh, been like on Thursday as you've you've had all this preparation and travel? Yeah, well, we just got in here about fifteen minutes ago. We'll have a good dinner tonight. Um, wake up, have breakfast, do a little activation, do some film in the morning, and then have lunch. Hopefully, the guys will get some rest, and and then uh, pitter patter. Let's get out of here. And uh, what's, what's your mood like, Aaron? Because obviously this is why you're involved in coaching, isn't it? I'd imagine for weekends like this one, it's pretty big, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, again, if you can't get up for, for these types of hockey games and you probably don't belong in this business. Um, so it's it's been business as usual this week for us. You know, we're obviously trying to find some advantages uh, from the film side and the system side and, you know, implement that and have the boys ready to go. And the the other thing I have to I have to ask is just the fact that you know it's it's at their gaff as well, isn't it? Their their rink. I mean, how do you how do you overcome that that disadvantage that you've got uh, maybe heading into this one, or how do you overcome it and make it a positive? Well, well, yeah. For Sunday, obviously, there's going to be fifteen hundred Steeler fans. There's going to be fifteen hundred Devils fans. We we are the the higher seed, so we get last change. Um, which is also an advantage in this type of setting. You know, Friday night will be an absolutely different ball game. We're, we're going into a hostile environment. Um, you know, the great fans, they fill that building every night on their own so that there's no issue there. You know, for us, again, it's just going to be managing that first five to ten minutes, making sure that we're ready to go from puck drop and then, you know, kind of find our rhythm and get to that hockey game. And obviously, you, you you won't have had time to to take a step back and and take stock of of where the Sheffield Steelers are at this moment in time, top of the league in in a Challenge Cup final, etc. You you've come in to to put Sheffield Steelers back on the map again. Um, you've certainly done that, haven't you? Well, yeah, I'd like to think that we've um, we they signed me to a three year contract, and and we weren't looking to. You know, I'd be silly to say that I wasn't looking to, to win trophies this year because obviously I am. Um, you know, they didn't have a great result last year. We didn't know how quick we could get this, this thing turned around. You know, I think we've done that fairly quickly. And now our, you know, our sights are set on, on different things than, than maybe we were in the summer. Now we're 
we put ourselves in a trophy game here. We put ourselves in an opportunity with six games remaining to, to win a regular season championship. And um, now it's about going out and finishing the job. Um, I'll, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that, you know, come April 20th and we didn't have any trophies if I, I wouldn't be pretty disappointed. If so um, we've, we've done a good job putting ourselves in a good situation here for, for a few trophies. And now we just got to find a way here to, to, to close the deal. And certainly put smiles back on faces. I mean, we, we've spoke already about attendances and all that. It's the, it's the highest in the league. You scored the most goals in the on average per game in the league as well. So, um, I mean, that that those Steelers travelling faithful heading heading down to Cardiff for, for Sunday, uh, and and the and the away league game as well on Friday. You know, they they have got smiles on the faces. No, absolutely. I mean, again, yeah, we've had a good year. There's no question about it. Um, I think we play an entertaining style of hockey and the fans have have really supported us this year which has been which has been awesome like i said you know we wanted to close the gap we feel like we've done that now it's about finishing a job aaron fox there head coach of the sheffield steelers and a big good luck to both cardiff and the Sheffield Steelers heading into this weekend. But for more now on the Challenge Cup final, from a a less partisan perspective, let's hear now from Phil Hill, formerly of the Sheffield Steelers and the Cardiff Devils. And Craig Anderson caught up with Phil earlier in the week to hear his views heading into this big cup final this weekend. Phil, thanks for joining us on British Ice Hockey. Cardiff and Sheffield this weekend, two clubs you're very well acquainted with. What's it like to play for both clubs? Yeah, I mean, uh, I enjoyed my time at both clubs. Cardiff, obviously, um, a little different to the club you see today. Um, We were kind of always battling to try and keep up with the big hitters. In Sheffield, you know, the pressure was on from the second you get there. There was a culture that was already established that, you know, the expectation was to win and challenge for every trophy. And I think now, going into this final, you have two teams and two organisations where I think Sheffield are obviously trying to get back to that stature. But Cardiff are very much a team that's got a culture and a you know a generational kind of team and group there that's won trophies consistently over the last four or five years. So it's, it's set up to be quite the final. It certainly is. And of course, the fact that the two teams are at the top of the Elite League as well right now, I think adds a little bit more to it. Would you agree to that? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you look at the league, it's, it's very tight. The Challenge Cup doesn't usually throw up the top two teams, but I remember when I was in Sheffield that the same kind of thing happened where we were fighting it out for the league and we met in the Challenge Cup final. And yeah, it's quite a strange one because you play the final and you you build up to that, knowing in the background, though, that you're going to be going head-to-head for a league championship in the, the coming weeks. So it's, it's quite strange. Now let's take you back. You won the Challenge Cup um, back in 2006 with Cardiff. Tell us about the guys you played with and obviously the, the final that you experienced that year. Yeah, I think you ask most Cardiff fans, I'll definitely go down as one of the the craziest games uh, they've ever been involved in. I think if memory serves me right, we went into the game three goals down. It was a two, two-leg affair back then. I just remember the atmosphere in that rink. I've, to this day, I've never heard anything like it. You literally couldn't hear it yourself trying to call for a pass or here for a pass and yeah we had a great team you know we were we had three solid lines which back then not every team uh could bring to the table you know we had guys like Sacratini, uh jared adams was our captain uh mark richardson guys like that were coming through and it was just a really really close-knit team and we got better as the year come on we probably weren't expected at the outset to challenge for trophies but 
the kind of momentum grew as the league went on and uh, we brought a guy in called Reggie Strange, who was a friend on uh, Reagan Derby, I believe, and he kind of became the hero. Um, was unbelievable in that game and has gone down in folklore and the Devils fans' uh, heads now. And of course, it's important to remember you were up against the Coventry Blaze team that year, a team who had had won league titles before, who were probably heavily expected to win that game as well. Yeah, I think no doubt. You know, they came into that that game expected to win three goals up and like you said they had a kind of a history of winning the battles with Coventry back then and they continued for probably the next five years on were the biggest um, I think Sheffield's obviously come back and that's the main rivalry now but you know they had Paul Thompson as coach they had a great core of British guys um, you know they had the Calders the Carlsons of this world who were just generational players and yeah it was it's just a game that still, you know, feels like it was yesterday for me. It was that atmosphere and, you know, the rink there where you could go up into the bar and be close with the fans after the game. It was it was definitely a special trophy and the first one I won as a professional. Now, it's interesting because after that season, you went to Steelers for a year and then you went back to Cardiff for another seven years um, before moving back to Steelers again, where you went on and won the, the playoffs and and the season after the League Cup under Jared Adams as the coach, what was that like? A Steelers team at that time, I think they were was under a bit of pressure to deliver some success. It hadn't come for them the last couple of years, and of course you win that that playoff, that fantastic game. I think it was Drew Fata got the winning goal, am I right? And then yeah, yeah. And, and then the next year leading that on with it with the league title. Yeah, it was a strange year. I joined the team in um, early October, I believe. Um, just a stacked team, though. Some of the pedigree. Of the players on that team, it, it had that core of British guys: the Jonathan Phillips, the Jason Hewitt, the Mark Thomases, and you know, you just looked at the team on paper, and it, it should have been a team that was challenging or winning trophies. And for whatever reason, there was a coaching change. G just came in, and you know, I'd worked for G before, just an unbelievable man manager, and he just came in, let the boys play with a little bit of freedom, and yeah, we just we just grew and grew and. You know, I think we went into that playoff weekend with some confidence. And, I mean, the way we won it, we ran into a really good Belfast team. Uh, on the day, Frank Doyle absolutely stole the game with some, you know, some great saves. But, you know, I've won, well, all three trophies, the main trophies, which I've won have been in, you know, pretty amazing ways. And, you know, that's probably the top one winning in overtime in the final. Uh, yeah, it's just an amazing moment. Now, looking ahead to this game, you mentioned the fact that Cardiff are a very different beast to the the team you played in, of course, in, in the last few years. The rivalry between the clubs, I think, has, has grown quite a lot, as a res- perhaps as a, a result of that. What do you make of the, the rivalry between the two clubs and the fact that the, the two of them, I think there seems to be a, a dislike for each other. I don't want to use the word hate, that's too strong, but maybe a dislike for each other. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, as a player, you, you thrive on that. Um, some of the best games you play are the ones where there is that little bit of hatred and I think the fans are very much on board of that now um, you know it's kind of taken a little bit in turn Sheffield had you know quite a few years there of success Cardiff have come in under the new ownership and just played some consistent hockey they've got that core unit which is no knows how to win Um yeah, it shapes up for a really good battle. You've got two organisations that want to be at the top. And I think you look at the Elite League now, I can't, the gap's kind of closing. So you look at this this year especially, there's four or five teams that probably 
we'll look back at the end of the year and think, you know, maybe it was a league title that got away. And both teams play on Friday in the league at the Viola Arena. Do you think there could be a psychological boost for the winner taking it into the game on Sunday? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a strange one. Um, you know what, probably not. I know when same kind of thing happened with us, but it was the other way around. So we had the Challenge Cup when we played Cardiff. We played them on the Sunday in the Challenge Cup final. We lost that and we played them the following Tuesday. And I think it ended up being 10-11-0. And we kind of, Cardiff won the Challenge Cup, but I think that might have given us the extra boost to go on and win the league. I think uh, the Challenge Cup being a one-off game, you know, half the stadium is going to be Sheffield. It's just, it's so different. It's, it's a strange feeling coming into your own rink where, you know, all your habits are the same, but then you come out and it's almost a neutral venue. Um, yeah, I'm not sure you could read too much into that Friday game, to be honest. Right, so now here's the tricky one, Phil. How do you see the game going on Sunday? Again, uh, so tough to call. Um, I think if it was a best of seven, then I'd probably edge Cardiff. Um, but I think as a team, they've they've been letting teams hang around this year in games and if there's one offence that you don't really want to let stay in games is Sheffield's because on their night um, they're probably the most dangerous team in the in the league. So, yeah, it's, it's really, I think it could go either way. I think if it was a best of seven, I'd probably fancy Cardiff. Uh, they play a very structured, disciplined game, but Sheffield have their offence that if you let them stay in games, they they could hurt you. Now, before we move, move on to what you've been up to since you retired, Phil, it's actually quite unique because you, you not only played for the two teams that are currently top of the Elite League, you've played for the two teams that are currently top of the NIHL National Division as well. Um, Telford Tigers and, and Swindon Wildcats obviously duking it out for, for that top title. What have you made of the, the battle between those two in that league? Yeah, it's been really interesting. I mean, credit to Telford, I think, you know, at the start of the league, I probably didn't have them competing for a championship and think if you maybe spoke to quite a few coaches they'd probably say the same but you know they've got a great core there and Tommy Watkins is a great guy and a great coach and I think he's just got a team that's just bought in and especially in that league if you can get guys to buy in and play their roles and not venture too much away from systems then you're going to be in with a chance because it's it's all about consistency and Swindon Another great organisation, probably a lot more stacked, especially offensively. Um, you would have expected them to be in the top two or three. Um, and it's, yeah, it's going to be a close one. I'm not sure what the running is in terms of fixtures, but uh, I think either way, they're probably the two teams that are uh, there for a reason. Both have you know, different qualities, but uh, either could be worthy winners. You're looking at Telford at the moment, 68 points from 47 games, 7 to go. Swindon, 46 games played, 61 points, a 7-point gap. Do you think they can overcome that in the final games? Um, It would be tough, to be honest. I mean, you would hope in that situation, uh, being Telford, that you'd pick up the results. Uh, You could probably afford to drop one or two, but as long as you keep that consistency and win... You know, pick up two to three points each weekend, then you should be good. And you know, yeah, I think they're in a strong position. And just before we go, Phil, it's been a couple of years since you hung up the skates and decided to to give the game up. What have you been up to in the last couple of years since we last saw you in the ice? Um, so I'm just coming. I'm in my last year now of a PhD studentship in um, Swansea University. So I'm looking at uh, movement skills and talent identification in 
not just young athletes, but at population level, um, just looking at kind of physical activity habits and some of the sedentary behaviors that are uh, creeping into childhood and adolescent life now and just, yeah, researching on kind of some of the effects that's having on short and long-term health. And presumably you miss the day-to-day side of ice hockey, obviously the camaraderie in the locker room and, and all that goes with that. Yeah, it's tough. There's a lot of things in this role which are so much different to, you know, the ice hockey environment, just the boys, the bonds you have, uh, just the honesty between guys just being held accountable um you know the the road trips the stuff which you wouldn't expect to have missed you do but um yeah i think my body knew it was time i kind of went out on my terms uh we won a couple of trophies in my last year i achieved stuff in the game which i never thought i would i won all the major trophies played for the national team and I think it just got to a point where it, I was happy to go out on my terms. I didn't really want to risk, you know, getting injured or being, you know, remembered as a player that maybe I wasn't. So, yeah, I'm quite content with how it ended and the career I had. Phil Hill there joining Craig Anderson on BritishIceHockey.co.uk. And a big thank you to Phil uh, for sharing his thoughts on this Challenge Cup final this weekend. Now, obviously, for those people who can't make the game in person, there will be live coverage available on Premier Sports. And to find out more about the coverage this weekend and also to share his thoughts heading into this big weekend as well for both Cardiff and Sheffield, Craig Anderson caught up with commentator Aaron Murphy on Wednesday. Murphy, it's the start of a big week um, for you guys in Premier Sports. And, of course, it's the Challenge Cup final on Sunday. How much are you looking forward to, to going to Cardiff for that one? Well, I'm really looking forward to it, and I mean, it's a great matchup because you got number one and two in the league, and that could change because they play there Friday as well, so there's so many storylines there. Both teams chasing down an elite league title. They play Friday night, so you could have Cardiff in first in the league going into the Challenge Cup Sunday, or you could have Sheffield opening up a little bit of a gap there if they win Friday night at Viola Arena, so it's poised nicely, and let's be honest, right now, definitely the the two best teams in the league so probably the best possible final for the challenge cup as well and two teams that don't like each other so as i said it's poised nicely for this sunday i'm glad you mentioned that about the two teams not liking each other i find games like that give it an extra bite as well oh 100 percent. and look i'm sure the steelers you know the, the personnel has changed for the most part but there has been people like Ben O'Connor and stuff that are, are still on the squad. They'll remember back to the 2017 final, and, of course, the Devils uh, beat the Steelers. That's the last time these two teams met a few years back, of course, uh, and the Devils with a, a tight one there. So I'm sure there'll be a, you know, a sort of uh, on the bulletin board, a, a sort of matter of revenge if you're the Steelers. And, I mean, a lot of people would be surprised when you look at it. The Steelers have never won a Challenge Cup in the EIHL era. I'm not worried about the Super League or anything like that, so any history buffs don't get on me. But there's been no Challenge Cup victories for Sheffield in the EIHL era, which is surprising to me. And three Challenge Cup titles, of course, in the EIHL era for for the Cardiff Devils. And I mean, I know Sheffield are technically the home team, but this is Viola Arena, so Cardiff will have that, that swagger to try and protect their home ice. And I think it's going to be a fantastic final. When you take into account that Cardiff have now reached five finals in the last six years as well, it just typifies just how good and how consistent that team have been. Yeah, really good. And, and they're finding some good form right now. I mean, I know that everyone talks about the league is the main thing, but this is the first big bit of silverware or first big trophy up for grabs. So, uh, I mean, they'll have their, their, their 
there were horses going. Joey Martin has had a bit of an injury-plagued season, but he's he's going real well in Challenge Cup. He, he hasn't played all the games, but he's played nine, and he's got 13 points and seven goals in nine games played for Joey Martin. He'll be going. Ben Bounds with a couple of shutouts in Challenge Cup play. Uh, and don't forget, you look at that matchup against Nottingham in the semifinal. They trailed going into the third period in both those games, home and away, to Nottingham, and they pulled out a big victory at Motor Point Arena in Nottingham to advance. So Cardiff, Cardiff seemed to be taking the Challenge Cup uh, by the horns, like you said, over the past four or five years, and I expect that they'll come out hard against Sheffield, but the Steelers have played remarkably well in the Challenge Cup as well. I mean, Thomas Duva's been magnificent with a, I think he's got a 931 or 932 save percentage. Uh, Michael Davies has got 15 points in 12 games for them. So this is going to be a tough matchup on both sides of the puck. As for the final itself, you, you've obviously got your preparation and everything sorted for it. Is preparing for a cup final much different to a regular league game? No, not at all. I mean, the only thing for me, and actually Paul Eddie and I were just joking, um, I've never done a Challenge Cup final. Um, for whatever reason, it's always been a webcast or or whatever, and... and uh, this will be my first Challenge Cup, so I guess there's that sort of, well, it's our first one together for Paul and I in the broadcast booth, so that's that'll be fun, but I mean, and the preparation's the same, and look, we know we've done Cardiff and Sheffield uh, a bunch of times this year on TV, it's been fun, uh, I've enjoyed, I mean, Sheffield seemed to be able to score at will, I mean, they're averaging, I think, 3.8 goals, four per game in the Challenge Cup, Cardiff slightly less at 3.1. Um, but Sheffield also, you know, conceding over three goals a game uh, against in the Challenge Cup. But they seem to be able to score goals at will. And certainly if they can get ahead in this in this game on Sunday, you don't want to be chasing the game if you're Cardiff. Um, and I think it could come down to special teams, if I'm honest. So the prep work, I've been looking at the power play and the penalty kill and stuff like that. But, I mean, the game will tell a story itself. But I think it's going to be a tight one. So which of the players do you think from either team can make a difference on the day on Sunday? Oh, I mean, I think if, if Ben Bounds plays the way he did against Belfast and in the, the late stages of the semifinal uh, against Nottingham, I mean, he, he seems to have that big game swagger, doesn't he? And you think back to the playoff final last year when everyone was talking about how good Tyler Beskarawani was and if it came down to goaltending, the Giants had the advantage. But then Ben Bounds stole the show. You think back to some of those big saves on Smotherman in the final of the of the playoffs. So I think if Bounds comes out like that with a point to prove, uh, he could be the big difference maker. I talked about Joey Martin. But, you know, they've got such talent up and down the lineup there. A guy like Blair Riley, I mean, he won a couple with the Giants, right? This is his first Challenge Cup final with the, the Devils. And, I mean, he knows how to win. He won a, a Spengler Cup with Canada. He won a couple of trophies with Belfast last year. So Riley could be a big difference maker Sheffield uh, I mean Ben O'Connor I think he's averaging an assist at least per game uh, in the in the challenge cup they've got some incredible blue liners up and down that team and Thomas Duba has got like I said a 931 or 932 save percentage so those are some of the guys I expect I mean but you look at Charles Anglais he hasn't had a great season on the goal scoring front but he's coming off a hat trick there last weekend I mean he could be heating up at the right time it just depends I mean it'll be Andrew Lord's got some decisions to make, too, because, I mean, Mosey's back in the fold now, so they can't trust everybody. So it could be interesting. It could be on the back of what happens Friday, what's successful Friday for either of these teams at Viola Arena as well. So the difference maker could come from someone who has a big game Friday night in league play. And, of course, it's Aaron Fox's first season in charge of the Steelers. It goes without saying he's, he's markedly improved them quite a lot. What would a trophy win for him mean in, in his first season for him? 
You know, he's a really impressive guy. I mean, he's he's new to the league, and, and you know this. It can go one of two ways. I mean, you had a coach there in, in Glasgow uh, who was a first-year coach who just didn't seem to, to understand how good the league was, and no offense to him, but he didn't seem to, to embrace the opportunity. Um, but And that cost the clan, of course. But the Steelers, when they went out and got Aaron Fox, they brought in a really impressive individual who seems to do his research and his homework. I think it'll mean a lot to him, but what's impressive to me is that he said, well, I'm not even thinking about that. I'll think about it at 10.30 on Friday night. I've got to think about a league game at Viola Arena on Friday night first. So he's an impressive guy. Yes, excited to be in the final, wants to win his first trophy as the head coach, but he also knows how important Friday night is in league play with their eye turned to a, a league title. So he doesn't get ahead of himself. And when, when we've talked to him after broadcast or talked to him on broadcast, he doesn't seem to get too high in a win or too low in, in a loss. So he, he's an impressive individual, and, and certainly any coach coming into the league wants to get their, their first title. So it's a big moment for Aaron Fox against a guy, uh, you know, Coach Lord knows how to win in this competition, as you pointed out earlier. So it'll be a tough matchup uh, behind the benches as well. So, Murph, I'm going to put you on the spot. How do you see the game going on Sunday, and who do you think is going to win? Well, I think it could come down to discipline. And like I said earlier, these teams don't like each other. There's bad blood. They know they're, they're in, in the mix for two big titles here, obviously the Challenge Cup, but obviously um, they'll probably beat each other's brains out a little bit Friday night as well in that pursuit of a league title. So there could be a bit of hatred come, come Sunday. Sheffield are really good on the penalty kill. I think they're at about 90.8% uh, on the penalty kill. So, I mean, real good penalty kill there. I'm surprised their power plays a bit. Uh, low for the sort of firepower they have, 15.2% in Challenge Cup power play action. So I guess it could come down to whose power play gets hot. Cardiff a little bit better on the power play at 22.9%. So, I mean, it could come down to that, but I also think it could come down to Duba uh, versus Bounds as the big factor. And I think if uh, if Bounds has the swagger that he's had in big games in the past, whether it's gold medal bouncy performances at World Championship 1B and 1A level or the playoff final last year. I think he could be the big factor. But Thomas Duba has been real good, and he was uh, he was unbelievable in, in the victories over over Glasgow in the semifinal. I think he allowed just one goal in the home and away against the clan. So, I mean, that's, that's the big thing there, whoever has the bigger game between the pipes, perhaps. And to finish off, for fans who can't make the game or are not going to the game, where can they watch it? Oh, man, it's going to be a great afternoon on Premier Sports. And, uh, well, first off, I should say, if you don't have tickets to the game, it is sold out. But Premier Sports has given away two tickets. All you need to do is go on Twitter, at Premier Sports TV. Give us a follow and a like, and you can see there the contest. I think it's tagged at the top of the Twitter page. So there's two tickets up for grabs for Sunday for anyone who wants to be there. If you can't be there and you don't win the tickets and you don't already have a ticket, as I mentioned, it's sold out. It'll be on premiersports.com. If you're if you're not a premier, it'll be on Premier Sports One HD. And if you're not uh, a subscriber, go to premiersports.com to make sure you can watch the Challenge Cup final this Sunday. You also get 15 live NHL games per week. Uh, you will also get the EIHL Grand Final, the playoff final, on April 12th. So if you sign up for the Challenge Cup, you get so much hockey. There's also lots of football, and there's lots of great content on Premier Sports. So again, go to premiersports.com to subscribe ahead of the big day on Sunday, and go to at Premier Sports TV if you're interested in winning a, a couple of tickets to the Challenge Cup final.
Premier Sport commentator Aaron Murphy there joining us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Craig Anderson asking the questions. And uh, a big good luck to both Cardiff and Sheffield in the Challenge Cup final on Sunday. It's going to be an absolute cracker. Uh, But it's now time to draw our eyes to the exciting playoff race which is developing in the national division of the NIHL. It's between Bracknell Bees and the Raiders. Two points the gap at the moment as we head towards the closing stages of the season. It's all to play for and funnily enough, the two go head-to-head this weekend. We'll be hearing from Sean Easton, head coach at Romford, in a second. But before that, it's to his counterpart now at the Bracknell Bees. And joining me now down the other end of the phone, we should be joined by the head coach of the Bracknell Bees. It's a welcome to the show to Doug Shepherd. Uh, well, Doug, a big thank you for joining us. Uh, before we get to this massive game this weekend against the Raiders, just a big congratulations uh, for, for the two wins uh, this past weekend, especially that win over Peterborough. I mean, that that's a phenomenal performance. How, how was your weekend? Yeah, no, we've been playing really well um, for the, over a month now, uh, starting to pick up points. Um, we're getting very good goaltending, um, timely scoring. So, um, yeah, things are setting up for uh, for a big weekend ahead. Now, I've interviewed the likes of Telford Tigers, Swindon and, and Peterborough on, on the show this season. And, you know, the old cliche, there are no easy games in this league and all that. But, you know, you, you've not just beaten Peterborough uh, recently. Like you say, you've been on, it's been it's been great, really. You beat Telford twice. You beat Swindon as well. So uh, the, the form's there, isn't it, as you head into the closing stages of the season? No, definitely. And I, I think it just proves the... Um... The National League has been a has been a huge success when you look at the parity top to bottom because yeah I think more than half of our wins have have been against the top three teams and and when it comes to you know the the campaign more generally I mean it has been you you could see this playoff race developing miles off really between yourselves and Raiders and uh, I mean we were you always confident that it was it, or, or fearful that it was going to get this close with with this amount of games left to play. Definitely, I think um, from the from the minute wait, you got to go way back uh, November when Goodbye and and Newman joined us. I think we started to believe we could win every every night, and uh, we 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 started winning some games, but we also lost a lot of um, close one goal games. So now um, we're, we're learning how to win, and we're starting to to get the results. Now uh, six games left of the season, and. Uh... Two home games this weekend. Obviously, there's the Sheffield Steel Dogs on Sunday, which we'll get to in a second. But this game against the Raiders, it's huge, isn't it? I mean, how do you make sure, though, that your team don't get uh, too distracted and, you know, they focus on the fact that you've got to beat Raiders, but then you've also got to beat Sheffield as well? Yeah, it's it's certainly going to be one game at a time. You obviously want to take care of your home ice. But um, from a pressure standpoint, I would say London's the, the, the favourite. Um they they've beaten us three or four times this year. They have a two point lead. They hold all all the tiebreakers. So we're going to go into this weekend with with nothing to lose. Um, take it one game at a time, and we'll see where we're at after the weekend. And and for a club like like Bratnell Bees, um, you know the, the the history behind the club and and all that. It's got a great history. How important was it for for a club like Bratnell Bees to? to be back in national competition this season and to be rubbing shoulders, you know, with the likes of, of Swindon and Peterborough and, and, and Basingstoke and, 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 and Hull and the like, and having a national competition, which has been this engaging as well. And this successful, it's been, it's been great, hasn't it? Definitely. I, I think our, our crowds have gone up this year with the better level of hockey. I'm sure that's, 
that's part of it. And and you, you don't have a a lopsided result. I mean, you, we've we've seen some, but we've also seen us beat everyone on home ice and also lose to to everyone on home ice. So, it, like I, I said, the National League has been a a big success and. Um, the, the, the parody couldn't, couldn't be closer and you wouldn't be shocked, um, of the eight teams that qualify if any of them made it to Coventry. And, uh, how important is that, that home crowd going to be as well? Because obviously we've all, we all know about the, you know, how, how great that home attendance can be at the Bracknell Bees, but they're, they're going to be really, really important this weekend. Absolutely. I would imagine it'll be a, a big crowd, great environment. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's something for the guys to have the opportunity to go out and enjoy and, and just play play your best and, and and see where you get to and and finally then doug what's your what's your whole message to the the bees faithful as you head into this this vitally important uh couple of games this weekend and 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 the running more generally obviously we'd love we'd love to see a great turnout and uh we know our fans will be uh loud and creating a good atmosphere and um cheering the guys on and and hopefully it's enough to to get the four points uh, over the course of the weekend Ratnall Bees head coach Doug Shepard there speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. So that's the view from the Bratnell Bees. What about the Raiders? Well, on Thursday, I caught up with their head coach. Here's Sean Easton. Uh, well, Sean, a big thank you for joining us. And, uh, well, congratulations on a, uh, another brilliant weekend for the Raiders. Uh, this playoff race is certainly heating up now. Uh, how, how was your weekend? I am disciplined. We've played really good hockey now for the last few weeks. Um, I think business end of the season, we found form which is great going, hopefully going into the playoffs. And uh, yeah, we just put the importance on there of how much we want to make the playoffs and showing, showing how much we want to make it by the product on your ice. Yes, absolutely. And uh, obviously that's four straight wins now. Um, the the small matter of uh, the, the two wins over Bratnell Bees a fortnight ago, you, you're picking up form at the right time, it feels like, against the right teams too. That's it. Yeah, we're uh, if only we played like this at the start of the year, we wouldn't be in this battle, but at least uh, at least we're playing for something right now we're, we're showing a lot of heart and passion when we're on your ice and when it comes to you know this this running at the moment um, because you beat Bratnell there back to back a couple of weeks ago you've got to play Bratnell twice including uh, this weekend of course so um, we are in the home straight now so so apart from the discipline performance that you, you played against Hull last weekend uh, what's the mood in the dressing room like heading into this this upcoming month Oh, everyone's buzzing. Uh, really good atmosphere going on at the moment. It's easy when you win. Um, it's just keeping them on track, keeping them doing the same, the good things we're doing on the ice, are producing the wins for ourselves. I mean, I think defensively we're solid. We've been playing hard in our own D zone. It's generating good offense. We know we're a team. We can score goals. It's just making sure the back end's solid. And it has been, uh, it's been a long season, in all fairness. And, and we can take for granted the, the run that you're on at the moment. But, you know, you're having to go up and down the country week in, week out. And, you know, like, like you say, if only we played like this through, through the majority of the season. But, you know, it's 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 easier said than done, isn't it? To, to pick a dressing room up and, and get the wins like you have been in the last two weeks or so. So that, that must be, you know, a, a good test of character that you've seen from, from your players. Yeah, it helps. We've now got a full team back. I think this... This weekend of past was the first time we've had a full team since September. So uh, it's it's good we've got numbers back here and we can play play four lines and games and just keep resting players where needed and where the opportunity arises. And I think this weekend just gone with Hull. Last night of training was a little bit sore and tired. So we, we skated for half hour and got out of there. It's, but like I said, 50 games deep so far with 
with pre-season and everything. So it's going to take its toll. Yes, absolutely. But, uh, rejuvenate yourself. You've just got to find your way now to uh, get to that final final marker, get the playoff hockey, and it's a new season. Now, with the Fortnite you've just had, two, um, four wins and all that, obviously um, the, the team talk for the next game, Bratnell away this coming Saturday. Um, I mean, how do you approach this game? This is huge. It is. It's, you, you don't like to underplay it. You don't want to overplay it. But I, I think we deal well in pressure. Uh, I think if we put the importance on there, we've been talking about Bracknell now for months, and I'm sure people are sick of sick of the name Bracknell Bees. But it's yeah, I, I felt the doubleheader against Bracknell weekend. Obviously, there was a big build up to it, and pressure situations. We we come out and we found the diamonds. Um, to get a 2-0 win at their place was remarkable. Uh, a little bit more scrappy at our place on the Sunday, but we got the two points, and that's all that mattered. I think a bit of adversity, a bit of uh, pressure. We deal with that really well. And uh, back-to-back home games after that, uh, Peterborough Phantoms uh, on, on on Sunday, then uh, it's Bracknell again um, on the 14th of March. So how important are that home faithful going to be in Romford uh, for, for, the, for those two games uh, from Sunday onwards? Oh, really important. It's the atmosphere in this place is ridiculous. It's you can't even call a timeout. It's no point because you can't hear a thing you're saying. Um, but it's as as it shows in our performances. We went to Hull. I think they took 40 people with them, and they were the loudest 40 people in the building. Um, it's huge. It's huge. We we thrive off the noise. We thrive off the atmosphere, and hopefully that uh, continues all the way up to Coventry. Um, just before we we go, Sean, just a, a quick mention as well for for, for Jack Cooper. Who uh, reached yes. uh, a, you know a very personal milestone over over the last fortnight or so? I mean, how, how important has he been this season? Jack is unreal because he's a low maintenance guy. He's quiet as anything. He doesn't cause any fuss, and but he's always there. And I think his improvement over the years has been second to none. Um, just a cool, calm, and collective, stay at home, D man, which every team needs and thrives from. And it's he's a great guy. He's, you never get any apps of issues out of him. He's a great guy. And to get to, and to get two hundred appearances for for one club, uh, I mean at this level of the game, that, that's that's some commitment, isn't it? Really? Oh, it is. And I'm sure he'd be disappointed this year that he had that one game off because that, I think he went three or four years without missing a game. So uh, he ruined that this year by having a cheeky little holiday. But <laughs> no, he's uh, he's he's golden blue throughout his, his hometown. He's got pride and passion where he plays. And he loves it. And finally, Sean, what's your message to that Romford faithful as you as you head into not just you know those those big home games coming up as well, but just generally the running because they're going to be needed home and away. Yeah, stay positive, stay out, keep intimidating at the home games. It's just to keep doing what you've been doing over the last few weeks. Um, like I said, we we feed off their energy, and that just brings us a little spark. Um, we had a twenty-hour day up on whole Saturday, and we come home, and we're still still putting a good performance and that's because they're just feeding us with energy from the ground. Sean Easton there, head coach of the Raiders and a big thank you to Sean for joining us on this week's show and a big good luck to both the Raiders and the Bracknell Bees in that playoff race over the coming weeks. Uh, But from the National Division of the NIHL to North 1 now and good news for the Whitley Warriors this past week. Uh, They clinched the league title winners of North 1 and joining me now to discuss just what this means for the club down the other end of the phone now we should be joined by the welcome return. It's captain of the Whitley Warriors. It's Dean Hall um, well, Dean, a big thank you for joining us and uh, a big congratulations on, on sealing the Division 1 title. Uh, not not bad at all. I mean, how 
How's the season been? Yeah, it's been pretty good. I think we've worked we've worked pretty hard this year, and I think we got what we deserved in the end. Obviously, losing in the cup last week was was bitter, but to come back the week after and win the league was great. And uh, it was it was tough though, wasn't it, against the Solihull Barons? They didn't they didn't make it easy for you. No, definitely not. And we went there without without Ben Campbell and Phil Edgar, who are like two of our better players on the team. Um, and we, we managed to get a result, so it's it was all down to the lads on the day, and we worked hard for the win. And uh, obviously, like like you touched upon the the, the final against uh, Murrayfield. Um, I mean that that could have been deflating, uh, but you, you never took your eye off the prize, did you, of, of that league title? No, nah, you you can't. I know, obviously, at the time, it's it's tough to take, but if you're just gonna if you're just gonna pack your bags and. We wouldn't have deserved the league title, but we didn't. We knuckled down and we got that win on on Sunday night to, to claim the league. What does this silverware uh, mean mean for the club? Because it's been it's been a few years since the last piece of silverware. So this this you know for for a club with, of of a proud history like the Whitley Warriors, this must mean a lot. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, it's been as you said, it's been a long time since we since we won a trophy. I've never won a trophy with the Blues, so um, and I've been there for seven seven years. But no, it, it means a lot to all the coaching staff and all the players. Uh, so uh, all, all eyes on, on the playoffs now. How important is is a is a run of form just to you know continue this run of form now for the final four games of the season? Yeah, definitely. I think in the past when we've made it to the final four, I think the last few games of the season when we know we couldn't change positions, we've like we sort of took our foot off the gas a little bit and. It, and it showed in the final four. We never got past the semi-final. I think this year, I think this year the group stages is probably going to be good for us because we know that we've got to win every game to get to the final four. So, and it seems like an odd situation as well because I, I was going to ask you because obviously this weekend you've got you've got Solway Sharks on Saturday, but then you've got that big homecoming uh, against the Blackburn Hawks on on Sunday. But uh, you can't really celebrate too much, can you? Because like I say, the, the 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 big prize is 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 that playoff final. Yeah, exactly. Um, Everyone will enjoy the night on Sunday. We deserve, we deserve it after a long season, but uh, we've got to get back to work straight on Wednesday night to practice for getting ready for the playoffs. And uh, it will be the third. That Blackburn game will be the first home game since since the Murrayfield races, uh, the the second leg. And I was just going to mention. I've watched the, the the highlights, the cracking highlights as well by by the in-house media team at Whitley Warriors. Superb stuff. Um, but the the crowd there. I mean, that, that was. That bodes well for the future, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. It was absolutely. It, it, the the crowd was great. There was probably that's the most I've ever seen in there, even when the elite league's been there. Um, so it just shows that the work that the off ice staff are doing as well as the on ice. It was it was good to play against a team that brung lots of supporters as well and, and made for a great atmosphere. Uh, well, Dean, a big thank you for for joining us, and uh, on behalf of everyone here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast, a big congratulations. Uh, I think this is the first league silverware of the season that anyone's won, uh, so congratulations on that side of things, and uh, a big good luck for the the coming playoffs. Thank you very much, Dean Holland, there from the Whitley Warriors, and uh, we'll be returning to the playoff race when it comes to North One later in the month. Uh, but that's it for this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition. A big thank you to all my guests this week for joining me and also a special thanks too to Craig Anderson for conducting those uh, really good interviews earlier in the show and also for joining us, of course, this week. Uh, but for all the latest goings on from the world of British Ice Hockey, you can visit the website britishicehockey.co.uk. But I've been Ben, and wherever you're going this weekend to cheer on your British Ice Hockey side, make sure that you have fun. Bye-bye.
the I haven't really woken up until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.